code is more what you call guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, a daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis. And I'm Heather Artis. Fine, borrow for me and relay a message from Capitan Salazar and tell him death will go straight for him. Thanks for joining us for this bonus episode where we depart from the minute-by-minute format for a spell to cover the teaser trailers that Disney has released for the upcoming Dead Men Tell No Tales film, the fifth movie in the franchise that will hit theaters on May 26th. Do you think there'll be a sixth? It will be interesting to see if this sparks a continuation in the franchise, actually. In January 2016, which is now just a little over a year ago, it was reported that the Dead Men Tell No Tales scriptwriter Jeff Nathanson gave a hint that this could actually be the last one. He commented that although it was unique from other pirate movies in this franchise, it might be the last, and Johnny Depp then chimed in to the Inquirer, and he said, So I have high hopes for the Pirates 5, because if that's really the last one, which it probably is, I feel that we owe it to the audience who went and saw the film so many times. We'll do it right and end up on a high note. Oh, wow. There has been some of that talk to see... You know, is really kind of leaning towards that this might be the actual last one. Hmm. But again, that was almost a year ago or all over a year ago. And then more recent news, just a few months back in November, a digital spy recorded that assuming this one makes money and assuming Depp is in a position to return, they will inevitably be a sixth film. So I think, you know, what happens is, is when you're a year or more away, things start looking, you know, are we really going to do another one of these or not? And then all of a sudden when stuff starts getting closer... Maybe they're seeing that there's a lot of fan support or interest in it. Then they start rethinking some of that stuff. If that's the case, we could be looking at an approximate and astounding 900 episodes to cover all the movies minute by minute. (laughs) (laughs) And we are going to be hitting minute 18 tomorrow. So, man, we're talking. Yeah, we got 900 more to go. And then you're going to throw in some bonus episodes and whatever else comes away. But, yeah, just think of that. 900 episodes. Everybody get your popcorn and just sit back. (laughs) We're going to be here a long time. Yeah, that really is a scary thought. And, And anyways, it was originally reported that Disney would shoot the fifth and the sixth movies back to back. So they were looking at actually making a six or having plans to do that six movies. But they ended up only doing Dead Men Tell No Tales. And unlike Pirates 2 and 3, which they did shoot back to back for uh, for those. So we'll see what happens. But Depp has said that he's happy to keep playing the Jack Sparrow character for as long as audience enjoy it. And so unless the franchise's fortunes change dramatically, I think we'd expect a Pirate 6 to go ahead as planned. That being said, there is another possibility around the dreaded word reboot, everybody. I know everybody hates the reboot thing. But this particular news is maybe a bit stale because it was something that was around in 2014. But casting for Dead Men Tell No Tales does hint at a Pirates of the Caribbean kind of next generation vibe, if you will. And Orlando Bloom, you know, back in 2014 again, said pretty much confirmed that a soft reboot is at least on the table or something that they're thinking about and said... Basically, they want to reboot the whole franchise, I think, and do something with me and the relationship with my son. 
So it looks like they are oh. thinking of like new directions and how to take it. Because you have Johnny Depp, he's getting older. It's been all these years since, you know, the 2003, since the first one came out. We're now in 2017. They're probably thinking, how do we continue on with this cash cow, if possible, and move it to a whole new generation? So they are kind of looking at that. What are you talking about? Actors don't age. That's true. I mean, I think of like Andy Griffith and Don Knotts, and, <laughs> and you always picture them as, you know, being at that age on the in those shows. So you're right, exactly. they don't age. That's what well, I have. That and with... Uh... Plastic surgery, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's exactly it. So I wonder if they're just waiting to see the result. It's been like six years since the last movie came out in 2011. That's what I'm thinking too. Is it really that they're trying to, to gauge how things are? Because there has been a, well, there has been quite a few years since the last one. And things change. Audience changes. Yeah. You know, are they tired of seeing aged? (laughs) Yeah. So are they tired of seeing some of that? Are they just wanting to move on? You see that. I mean, and I don't know if I could pull any off the top of my head, but where franchises, you know, try to come back and maybe they don't do quite as well. uh, It just seems that there's maybe something out there that the interest has maybe waned a little bit. You know, Star Wars definitely. You know, you don't have people going to see Star Wars anymore after their reboots and coming back out. <laughs> no, you don't see that. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how well it Especially does. Especially after the prequels. <laughs> hey, whoa! Don't offend the audience that like the prequels. Go to Star Wars Minute to debate the validity of the prequels. We're not going to do that here. Pirates of the Caribbean does not have prequels that we know of yet. If we get into reboot territory, then we're really going to have to take a hard look at things and we'll see what happens with that. As long as there's not Jar Jar Binks the pirate, then I think we're going to be okay. (laughs) You know, I can see that Jar Jar is holding a sign, will work for food. He's going to end up playing like the next generation Jack Sparrow character, you know, (laughs) and then uh, we'll see what happens there. But Jar Jar the pirate, we'll we'll go there with that. That'd be interesting. (laughs) So I I think we should just go ahead and tackle the eight-second teaser trailer uh, first, and then we can get into the meat of things with the longer trailer. So we'll kind of do it in reverse order on how they were released here. On January 27th, they released essentially what is this Facebook teaser is how I'm kind of looking at this thing. It's really like this formatted video. It it kind of reminds me of almost a GIF or GIF or however you want to pronounce that Mm -hmm. out there. But it's formatted really to fit kind of a Facebook post. It wasn't really a traditional, say, video, but more of kind of a graphic element uh, for sure with this video that came out. It didn't even have any characters in it that we could see right off the bat, but there are some hidden things in that for sure. So this eight-second teaser is really starts with this ornately decorated gold and silver skull. And then it begins with this extreme close-up between the eyes of the skull. As the eight seconds start to roll, the camera zooms out and we see fire blazing in the skull's eye sockets. We never fully see the entire skull and crossbones as depicted in, say, the movie poster. We do get that picture of what it is. It's that same one that they've been trotting out and using in the, the other trailer and on the movie posters and the kind of this, this image that they're using for this. It's almost kind of part of the logo. And there is no title to it. So there's no title, no words. And essentially on the Facebook post when Disney released it, it just said something to the effect of four months, you know, that this is coming out. It was just a a few small choice words for that, but nothing in it. It was just the skull itself and some blazing fire eyes. But the skull is definitely Jack Sparrow with an upgrade. Yeah, I was going to say that. So it is 
a Jack Sparrow, you know, and they've done that with some of the other things, or at least on some of the DVDs and Blu-rays that we've seen, yeah. is that they do decorate the skull in the, the traditional Jack Sparrow look, if you will, right. with like the beads and the, the goatee and that kind of stuff. And then the, the, the image does break down too. So it has a, there's a Caribbean map background behind the skull, and it looks like there's words in Spanish on that. You can see Partido and things like that that are listed on this this map, and I think that was from the Dominican Republic. But there's so there are, are some elements that you can recognize, and I didn't really get into trying to decipher all the Spanish behind what? the scenes in the map. Yeah, it was getting a little difficult in trying to zoom in on that, getting a little bit frustrated and thinking, how you know, how come I can't just read this writing better and and that kind of stuff? So I pretty much gave up on it. I paused the clip at numerous spots, and when I was really trying to look at the rest of the image and i noticed that the flames in the eyes when i actually zoomed in are clips of the fire as seen in the longer teaser trailer that we're going to tackle here shortly and that one was released in december so you can see some figures behind the flames which just so happened to match and so when we were looking at it and heather you know saw me like standing really close to the screen and and (laughs) and pausing it and trying to go in but i'm like there's some figures in there (laughs) what is this there's this is crazy you know so the flames i thought I thought at first that these these flames, you know, that it was really a callback to the theme park ride is where I was going with that. I thought, oh, maybe the, the flames are actually trying to talk to the, about the amusement ride. So I wasn't really sure exactly why they were doing that. But it, when I looked at it, it didn't seem, the flames didn't seem to have the clarity that the skull had. So you had this really crisp, high resolution image of this skull that was zooming in and out. Yeah. And the flames just looked a bit off at least in in terms of that resolution it didn't look like it was the same thing so that's why i really started looking at it i'm like why why are they why are the flames in the eyes a little bit different resolution than than this image skull this is only something you would notice when you are (laughs) analyzing and scrutinizing that's true exactly this is one blimey minute at a time so when you're breaking but when you're breaking down an eight second trailer you really got to dig into the nuts and bolts of it and and look at it and so I really did. I thought, man, this oh, this is pretty cool because maybe they're really trying to get back to the ride and the fire yeah. and stuff like that. Because I always re- the way I remembered the fire, and so that's where it got me started on that. When I zoomed in, I did see these shadowy figures behind the eyes in this fire, and so I was really getting excited. What are they hiding in that? And then it turns out that it really was fire. A clip that they zoomed in. From you know, from this other trailer that we're going to look at, so one you of the didn't see in Jack inside the fire. No, I didn't. But that's what I was where I was going. I thought, okay, because we haven't seen Jack in the actual trailer that they released. Right. So I thought maybe they've hidden him in the eyes, right. but it, it it was not Jack or Will. No, and so mm-hmm. it wasn't him. It was you know some other character. Yeah, it was just somebody there. They basically took the fire element from the trailer and zoomed it in and pulled it in so it really just filled the whole eyes with fire. But you do get these shadowy, ghostly glimpses of figures in there, and that's because of the way they they did that. And so I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, it is a pretty cool idea. Talking about the ride fire, it's actually mylar light in a fan that creates that fire. Huh. That's a pretty good effect, actually. Yeah, it's actually one of the most realistic effects ever created for a Disneyland re- attraction. Huh, no kidding. Yeah. So you're saying the the Yeti on the Matterhorn is not realistic? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, no. Oh. Not as realistic as this fire. I can see that, but I, I, you know, maybe the C-3PO is pretty realistic in the Star Tours, though. You but... need to go see, the, <laughs> go on this ride again. I do. So... It was so convincing that the Anaheim Fire Chief, Edward Stringer, 
asks that the effect be programmed to shut off in the event of a real fire alarm. I could see that though. If they, you can imagine that there's a fire. A, you have people trying to get the hell out of there real quick, and they're running out or trying to paddle those boats quicker. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I need to take maybe a behind the scenes look at this thing. If there's like, I'm sure there's platforms and escape routes for people to actually get out of there quickly. Those are trying to like, we got to get this thing rolling quicker, <laughs> you know? So they're trying to get out and then they're running and they got fire everywhere. They don't know which way to run. And then you have the firemen coming in or women, fire women or men, fire people coming in <laughs> and they're, they're blasting the effects with giant hoses and just destroying the set more than the firewood. I can yeah, see that both yeah. ways. Yeah, so Disney always does pull off some pretty good effects, so I've always been impressed with the ride itself and the animatronics, and that stuff we'll probably get into later on in the actual minutes of the show as, or the film as we move forward and things. But speaking of effects then, you know, I really like the look of this skull for this this logo, if we want to just call it a logo for right now, because that yeah. seems what they're trotting out for it, and it's been in the trailer and, and stuff, as well as this teaser trailer. So I don't know, it, it seems to bring a whole new dimension to things. It's not just that this skull is what we've seen before where it has kind of the ornate bedazzling of Captain Jack Sparrow that we've seen before. But it really has this kind of almost like a voodoo vibe, if you want to call it that, that I get. And it reminds me of a character. And by the way, we're not going by the our rules during the minute by minute thing. So we will talk about some of the spoilers, if we want to call it that, or just things that have happened in the movies that we haven't gotten to. But in one of the movies, say, from the second and the third films is this Tia Dalma, who, a.k.a. is Calypso in the movie. And she's kind of this voodoo-esque mm-hmm. looking person, the voodoo queen or however we want to call that. But she has that kind of vibe. And I get that from the skull with this silver, gold, the things that are on there, just the way it's decorated. I don't know if that's, you know, true or not, but I just seem to get that kind of vibe from it. Actually, I kind of see that. It's really, it is a very ornate skull. It's got a lot, a lot of jewels and everything on it, but it does have that more of a um, voodoo type. Yeah, look just to it. it just seems like something that I would see that as part of like a shrunken head collection. You know, yeah. you'd have all the shrunken heads and some voodoo or you know kind of stuff, and then you would see that this sitting in the background somewhere as well. Yeah. And then there's some interesting script and symbols on the crossbones, and I couldn't really decipher it. Like I said, I really wasn't getting into trying to do too much of that because I had wow other things to do with some of the minutes that we're doing and some of the episodes coming up. So I couldn't really break that down too much, but maybe I'll, I'll go ahead and look at it. Or maybe I should say I really didn't try to decipher it. Maybe that was just a, <laughs> you know, a way to try and get out of saying I didn't really put in the effort to do that. But either way, one of the symbols that I did see on there, and it's pretty apparent, is this triangle that has like an asterisk or a star or sun inside it. So I thought maybe that this is a connection to the devil's triangle, actually, is, mm. is maybe represented on there. Sounds like a caution symbol to me. It's not a caution symbol, but I, it, pro- it could, you know, if we want to call it a caution symbol, actually, because if we're talking about the devil's triangle, yeah, surely that you want to have some caution yeah. before going there. So anyways, those are some neat things. There's a lot of detail on the skull and because this is really, you're talking about the skull because that's really this main component of this eight second teaser is the skull. So check it out, actually. There's a map behind it with all kinds of detail. The skull itself, the crossbones behind it. There's really a lot going on there. There even maybe looks like a little like a compass. That's another symbol on there as well. But definitely some maybe some Spanish writing or Latin. Uh, you know, I'd really need to to take a, a zoom in and and pull that out to to know for sure. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. And I'm wondering what's going on there. It's always cool to see how the designers and the 
effects people come up with these things and wrap in sometimes historical things or or put their own spin on history and stuff to incorporate on there to really make something authentic looking. Yeah. Or different and, yeah. and pull it off. Very cool. So let's get going with the kind of something that has more meat to it than just the skull symbol and the the eyes of fire, if we want to call it that, which probably has its own symbolism right there. But this teaser that they released in December is a more kind of a traditional one that's like a minute and 49 seconds. And so things begin with this Disney and Jerry Bruckheimer kind of film logos, you know, so we kind of typically see this stuff. And then we're getting a view of a ship from the stern and the ship is following another vessel and both are heading towards an opening in an eerie island-like rocky outcrop. To the dismay of the Royal Navy Marines, the ship enters the cave where we see figures that appear to be running on water towards the ship and masked in this fog. An attack ensues, including hands that appear to reach out from the ship's walls. A figure lands on the deck and begins to slash his way forward, moving through low fires on the deck, and makes his way to the brig where a young man has been observing what he can from behind bars. The mysterious figure plucks a Jack Sparrow wanted poster from the table with his sword, and now joined by a crew of supernatural beings, asks the prisoner to deliver a message to Jack Sparrow from Captain Salazar. Tell him death comes straight for him. Would you say that to him, please? The trailer ends with a cave-like tide pool scene in Starry Sky, which pans out of the left eye socket of the skull and crossbones. The same skull and crossbones in the eight-second teaser and on the poster. And this leaves us with 2017 appearing in a field of black and then all the sample credits. So where do we begin with this? I say we begin with the Disney logo. <laughs> you have something for the Disney logo, I do, huh? Actually. Wow. The Disney logo. That was logo. unexpected, so <laughs> let's go for it. The Disney logo, if you watch it, it, you know, it's normal Disney logo. And then all of a sudden, these clouds roll in and it starts getting like spooky. You know, all this uh, stormy like. Really? You know, and then I it goes completely. Into the Bruckheimer logo. I completely didn't even really look yeah. at the logo. I just skipped it because I figured that was their normal logo. So I'll have to take a peek no, at it and it see what's going all, on. It's kind of like, you know, when the um, clouds roll into Port Royal. Really? Wow. When the, when the medallion hits the water. Yeah, so a call back and, to Curse yeah. of the Black Pearl. So it's the Disney logo has these clouds rolling in. It starts getting all stormy, spooky looking. Huh. Well, I didn't see that. That's what I get for not paying attention to the actual logo scene. See? They worked with it. They got these spooky clouds above the castle. Well, it, it, that serves me right because I actually do like when movies take the logo, the traditional logo, and then do something with it to to make it part of the movie or yeah. to change it a bit. And I know that Harry Potter has done that in some other movies, so I didn't really see it this round, but that's because I wasn't paying attention and looking for it. Wow. Yeah. Well, there we it go. It's really cool. So this is the very first trailer for Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. And for me, the biggest shock, which we already mentioned, is Jack Sparrow's not actually in it. Yeah. And, you know, we've been talking about how well the movies might have done without Sparrow or Depp. And, you know, he's absent from this. You know, I kind of think that it really is a good thing, though. You know, they call it a teaser for a reason. And it's designed to draw you in. And I'm starting to wonder where this is headed. Because it definitely has this spooky feel and gives us this look at Javier Bardem's supernatural Captain Salazar. And we even get an introduction, which is really nice, considering all we've gone through with waiting for the actual name and introduction of Jack Sparrow in our minute-by-minute yeah, minute coverage. We get his name right away. But we do get Captain Salazar right away, which I really like. Yeah. And then it kind of gives us a teaser of who this is. And not to mention, this dude is just downright creepy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually had the same thought. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get to see any of our old friends 
Jack, Will, Norrington, or most of all, Gibbs. <laughs> yeah, Gibbs. Man, <laughs> I got to get a shirt with just Gibbs' picture on it. <laughs> You know, it's like free Gibbs, and people are wondering, what are you talking about? I'm like, dude, we're only on minute, you know, eighteen. We haven't seen Gibbs yet, and I, I got a feeling we're not going to see him next week either, and that just really slays me. Yeah, but we do have some good Gibbs. content coming up for Gibbs or people talking about Gibbs and, and writing us about it, so we'll cover that. But you know, really for me too, without Jack Sparrow there, the trailer also really just does point to something darker. So perhaps. Yeah. Maybe this is going to be just something in general, a darker film compared to, say, what we got in Pirates 4, uh, you know, the last Pirates movie that we saw. So this could really be something that, that's going to touch a, a bit more of a nerve with that. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. I was thinking everything with this trailer was really kind of darker or spookier. You've got, for one thing, starting with the Disney logo. And then you go into, it's really dark. You know, it's night. Yeah. So it's really dark. You got the clouds, and then you have the fog. You have these ships in the fog. And on top of it, you've got the spooky music playing. And then you have Salazar, which is really spooky looking, dude. Yeah, I have some stuff for him, but I was going to just kind of, you know, you mentioned about the spookiness of it. And so, yeah, when it starts, we have this ship. We don't know what ship it is. It's following another vessel, and both are heading towards this opening in this eerie island-like rocky outcrop formation. And I don't even know what to call it, because it doesn't really look... I mean, it's technically an island because it is land, if you will, in the middle of the ocean. But it really is this creepy place. There's overcast. It's rocky island. You know, these it it it's this structure that looks like reminds me of Mono Lake, actually. You know, with these kind of pillars. They're like the is it stalactites or stalagmites? Which one comes out of the ground? I can't think of it. I got to think back to my geology. Whatever one comes out of the the bottom. You know, you have stalactites, stalagmites. Man, somebody's going to have to correct us on this or we'll check on after the show. Is but it? you got, anyways, you got these kind of cone-shaped things that are coming out of, you know, or, or these buildups. And and this is what this island is made of. And it's something I also think back and think, okay, although maybe I didn't see it quite there, it's something that I could say, hey, that could be on Skull Island or in a King Kong movie. You know, you have that thing, especially in the remake where it was a little bit more spook, you know, kind of had that spooky feel in the remake that was with Jack Black, you know, when they first arrived there. So that kind of harkens back for me to to that. But the Royal Navy, kind of these Marines, when they're starting to enter this cave, they have this really distressed look on their face. And they're thinking, man, our ship is being swallowed by darkness here. We're on this. Why are we even doing this? So it'll be interesting to see where the story goes, but they're definitely not happy to be entering no. a cave. And I thought, you know, really, why is that for the Marines? And, you know, in a in today's world, yeah, it might be a little bit spooky if you're going into a cave-like setting or wherever you're headed through there. I don't know if they were going through a cave. I thought I saw maybe some light at first through it, but maybe it is a cave based on what we what else we see in the trailer, if that's exactly where they go yeah. in this particular scene. I don't know, but because it could be the way that they've edited things. They do end up in this cave. And then I was thinking, why are they so really so spooked about it? And it's because we've already established in this Pirates of the Caribbean world that it's filled with mythology and supernatural beings. Yeah. We know that in the Curse of the Black Pearl that we actually start to see some of the supernatural stuff. So people who didn't believe in it, you know, as we talked before, like Murtaugh or Mulroy, who said, no, the Black Pearl is something completely fictitious and it's not a real ship. Now we've established that, no, there is supernatural stuff. And and so these people are now used to this kind of thing. You know, we see supernatural beings that 
you know, are now running on water inside this cave. We see these figures that appear to be running on water towards a ship and they're masked in this fog, as Heather said, Gibbs. So in a natural fog, as we would put it. And then we get a few clips of sailors that are on guard aboard this ship. You know, they're ready, they're focused, they have their guns getting ready to blaze if necessary. And then something from behind them reaches out from the ship's walls and grabs them. Yeah. And I thought, you know, you're always thinking you, you got something, you know, it's different if you're just standing in the open and you're like, oh my God, what is something in the, you know, I'm on this ship in this dark cave comes up behind me, but your back is against the wall for a reason. Like, okay, here's my field of view. I'm good. Yeah. And then you got something come grab you. <laughs> it was what creepy, the heck? like white hands and yeah. Yeah. It's it kind of creepy. What the heck is with that? You know, you think you're at least safe from behind and then all of a sudden you get nabbed by that. That's not good. No. So I think we're definitely in for another supernatural adventure here just based on that. <laughs> You think? <laughs> kind of. I well, mean, once you look at Salazar, you really yeah. think something's up. And so when we're talking about the ship, too, I wanted to circle back to that in this opening scene. I was having trouble getting a clear picture of the ship. And are those the lantern, kind of lantern holders light on the back of this ship? Or does this ship have gazebos on it? <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> I think it's more of just because it's like we're right there. I mean, is you it the know, perspective? Is that what we're thinking? I think so. Um, it kind of looks like almost you see... Uh, Are they having afternoon tea on the ship, you know, in these gazebos? That's what I want to know. What It just looked like it, but maybe it's the, the end or the backside of the ship where they had kind of lights. Yeah, I think... I'm wondering if they're doing like a 3D effect. Oh, I don't know. With this movie, because you see the embers all over the place floating all over during the whole trailer. That's right, yeah. And then you see these lanterns, and they're super huge compared to the ship part. So I think it's more like you're right there. It's possible. You know, more of like a 3D type effect to it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I so know, I don't know what but, that is. I'm really eager yeah. to see what the whole ship looks like to, yeah. to know. But I'm sure it could just be a play on perspective because yeah. I don't really see... That's what I'm thinking. You know, the captain saying, hey, I need some gazebos <laughs> on my dang ship. You know, so he's sitting there watching a battle. He's got his pinky out <laughs> while he's sipping from a, a tea cup. And no, but yeah, so I'll be curious to see what the ship actually looked like. But it was pretty cool. And, and actually, it was funny because you mentioned the embers. And so this figure, this mysterious figure, which is turns out to be Captain Salazar, mm-hmm. lands on the deck or we the way they've edited it looks at like all of a sudden he's on the deck and begins to kind of slash his way forward. But all these embers are floating around. And it, it does remind me of the opening of the Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah, with the embers. Yeah, so we have the logo on the title screen and there's these embers that are floating around. Yeah. And so that was kind of a nice callback, Brings at least that I thought, to... to Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah. And did you notice that it looks like he's walking underwater in this slow motion effect? That was actually one of my big questions of this trailer. Is he ha- His hair is flowing like he's underwater. Or floating, maybe. It's yeah, kind of, it's, it's just weird movement. Weird. Yeah. Again, I think it adds to it. <laughs> that's, I think, probably where it's going, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's almost like you you're questioning yourself are we underwater you know what i mean yeah it was really a weird it's it's actually a neat effect to if you're trying to distinguish these people from say the sailors you have people that are bound to earth if you will and human and alive and then you have maybe have some supernatural creatures or people yeah it's kind of a cool effect to do something a bit different to distinguish those right in the way they walk i thought it was really awesome looking they kind of remind me of the um, men on the uh, Davy Jones locker ship. Oh, 
I can't recall the yeah. name of the ship at this moment. So you're, you're talking about the Flying Dutchman. Yes. They so, remind me of yeah. them. They seem to have, you know, they had corals and stuff all growing on them. And these... Well, you had all these, kinds of different sea creatures as far as kind of people that were taking on the effect or the resembling other sea creatures and things like that. Yeah. So they kind of reminded me of that. The only thing I noticed is it's almost like they're they're cracking like a dry seabed. Oh, that's would. interesting. You know, yeah. their, their skin on their face is like cracking on Decomposing, them. maybe? Maybe. And what's coming out of his mouth? Yeah, I don't know. Is that like blood or some kind of nasty you? black <laughs> nastiness? I, I, don't I don't even know how to it's describe so dark, that, but it's, it's disgusting. Hard to, it's hard to see if it's what color it is. Yeah, I was thinking that that poor guy, I'm like... Okay, man. He's like, I'm going to tell you whatever <laughs> yeah. you want, but just stop talking because I don't want any of that splattering yeah. on me. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you got some of that goo in my mouth. <laughs> and, and it just keeps coming out and you're like, ew. Even as the actor, <laughs> he was probably thinking, can we get this scene over with? Because he's going to end up spitting some of this on me. That was my whole thing. I'd be kind of moving my head and he'd be like, what is going on? Are you okay there? And he goes, I'm just trying to keep that stuff off me. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty disgusting. He's all ducking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, you know, and you're talking about the crew, and but when you do get a good look at the, the crew or these supernatural crew that come in behind yeah. our Captain Salazar, you see parts of their faces or their heads are missing. Oh, okay. So, it's yeah, so I can see where it reminded you of some of that weirdness, but you can see clearly that, like, some guy is missing the top half of his whole head. Wow. And so they're missing. It's actually like invisible. It's not there. So oh, definitely a supernatural that. feel. You should, yeah. yeah, you should take a peek at that. I noticed his face cracking though. Yeah, Salazar's face definitely has some cracks in it. But some of the crew behind them, you can see that they're either pale, or they have some cracks, or their faces are partly even gone and I'll just have missing. To take a better look. And you also see a couple of like a close up of a couple of gold medals that are dangling from Captain Salazar's jacket or his clothing. So there's some, it looks like some medals, I'm assuming maybe some Spanish naval medals or war medals or something like that that are dangling. And they made a point to zoom in on it. So I'm not really sure why they did that, but maybe that has some kind of part to play in the movie. I guess I was just too focused on the goo. Maybe you were, because you should have seen definitely that that guy was missing some parts of his face on some of those crew members. Yeah, I was just so focused on the Salazar guy and the way he looked and the goo coming out of his mouth. Yeah, so and now that we're talking about, so we're talking about Captain Salazar, and I did some checking on him, and it's not really spoilers for the for the movie, nothing we haven't seen in the in the trailer itself, but there are things that happened in the expanded universe that we don't see in any of the movies yet, and maybe it will be tackled in this particular one, but something from the books in this, like I said, this whole expanded universe thing is that Captain Salazar is an old nemesis to Jack Sparrow in his teenage years. So, yeah, we've talked and mentioned a little bit about Jack Sparrow and his teenage years. Yeah. And we will in the coming week. So those episodes. But, yeah, so there's some kind of friction going on there, which plays into something just because of the way and the message that he wants to deliver to Jack. There's already a history there. I don't know if it started in his teenage years or there's stuff that's happened after that. And we'll have to wait for the movie. But definitely there's some craziness going on. And he is not happy with this situation. Or at least he's saying... You know, you tell him death is coming straight for him. Yeah, that's not a good, that's not a good thing. And also Captain Salazar, which maybe plugs into what we are talking about in this eight second teaser about the Devil's Triangle. And at some point he became imprisoned in a place known as the Devil's Triangle. And I'm thinking that is maybe a reference to the symbol on the crossbones. So maybe that's some, you know, subconscious play on things that's going to be coming in the movie or or explained beyond the expanded universe or some of the teen novels that were written with... uh, 
Captain Sparrow. But that's all I really have on Captain Salazar at this time. And plus, like I said, I don't want to have any real spoilers here and, and get into some of that. So just you know, touching quickly on him. So that's basically all I have on Captain Salazar. And like I said, we don't want to do any big spoilers or anything. So I'll just kind of leave it at that. And, you know, we can kind of go on from there. So there is something about him and the supernatural abilities and and whatever's going on with him and the crew. Because we also see in the trailer that as he goes forward towards the brig with this person in the cell and behind the bars that's on the ship, is that Salazar plucks this Jack Sparrow wanted poster from the table with his sword. And from behind the paper, we see just his eyes, which is a really neat kind of artistic shot and and fills in the creepy factor. And the other cool thing is that Jack would probably be really proud that he has a wanted poster out for him for 200 pounds. Oh, yeah. I could just see that it's part of that notoriety and that fame that he kind of desires, or at least people to know his name. Because now it's like, oh, so you have heard of me kind of deal. Now it's, well, you you have seen my wanted poster, right? (laughs) He'd be all proud of it. Exactly. (laughs) But and then so then we have Captain Salazar after doing that he all of a sudden he's now inside the cell and and really close to this kid or this young man that's in the cell so he kind of is in the cell all of a sudden and I wasn't sure how he got in there how he opened it but then we see his crew this supernatural crew of his pass right through the bars and go into the cell too huh. so we know that they have some kind of supernatural ability or ghostly properties to be able to walk right through the bars of this cell. So we know he has some kind of ghostly properties and they have some ghostly properties to be able to walk right through the bars of the cell's cell yeah. and be in there with this young man. And that's when you you know you're talking about his mouth is just seeping with his blood yeah. and his goo and he asks that he deliver a message to Jack Sparrow from Captain Salazar tell him death comes straight for him. Would you say that to him, please? I just love that. <laughs> it's like too. this is the creepiest guy I think I've seen. <laughs> Of all the the pirate movies so far, he is just really disturbing. But he's he's like, he's polite about it. (laughs) He's like, you know, we're destroying your entire crew and there's fire on board. And I've seen him just walk by and slash people. And then all of a sudden he's saying, would you do that for me, please? You know, it's like, you don't have to say please. As long as you let me go tell him, I'll tell him whatever you want, guy. (laughs) A, don't kill me. And then B, don't get that stuff on me. It's like that black tar stuff that was in x-files and i don't know if you remember that you weren't really a big x-files fan but it's like this black tar stuff and i can't remember it's been a long time since i've watched x-files that was part of the alien stuff and that it could actually get inside you and things so i kind of see it as that is this black goo kind of stuff and so again then we have you know we saw the parts of the faces missing so i'm wondering if that's all playing into this ghostliness if we want to call it that of the crew and captain salazar and other than that you know it's kind of the next big creepy factor for me is that they stepped up the Pirate's Life for Me song. And I dare say it is really a theme song. And yeah, the Creepy Factor was given a turbo boost for this trailer. And hopefully, I think, I'd really like to see it in the movie. Yeah. I hope it's not just something for the trailer. Sometimes things do that or they cut it out and it doesn't have a part. But I'd really like to see at least in the beginning or the opening or somewhere along the line that this is in the background, this kind of creepiness. And again, I think it has like a kid feel to it, like a kids were singing it or a girl or some young person but i think they really stepped it up from when elizabeth swan sang it for sure it was totally creepy in this trailer and so actually we're you know listen to monday's episode and we'll tackle this as part of an audience question on this particular topic so we'll just kind of leave that at, at that stage right there and then you can wait for monday's show but i'm also digging like you said the organ music i know it has kind of a creepiness to it but i think it plays nicely with the feel of things 
And that's another tick on the spooky atmosphere list. It's like it's almost creepy and kooky, mysterious and spooky. <laughs> the Adams family. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you'd get that reference. It's pretty blatant. Of course, though. I would. <laughs> it's pretty blatant. I was like, do I really sing it or just say it, and she'll she'll get it. But yeah. So I think that they, you know, the music is all part of it, and they're in this trailer really got me hooked into wanting to see what's going to happen more. Yeah. And other than that, I don't really have much else, and I think we're probably running fairly long for this for this episode <laughs> than we normally do. So we'll kind of bonus keep, episode. Yeah, it's a bonus episode, so we'll do that. I did want to mention that we have a few Pirates of the Caribbean veterans returning to Dead Men Tell No Tales. Obviously, Johnny Depp is Captain Jack Sparrow. It's coming back. But other notables include Orlando Bloom as Will Turner, Jeffrey Rush as Hector Barbosa, Kevin McNally as the famed Joshmi Gibbs. Gibbs! Exactly. Angus Barnett as Mulroy, and then Giles New as Murtog. Although, which is interesting, I didn't see this movie listed on his IMDb page, but I did see him listed elsewhere as being part of the movie. So I don't know what's going on with that, but I guess we'll have to wait for the movie to find out if he's in there. I just can't imagine that you would break these two guys up because they are kind of a comedy duo that have played well in this movie, or at least in the series. And then we have Martin Kleba as Marty, or at least I think that's how it's pronounced. He's actually, I know you might not mention it, but he's actually been in all the movies, if I recall, or at least three of them. And all these people have been at least three of the movies or more. Martin or Marty, as he played, he's the actually the the little person, the pirate oh, that Jack okay. recruits. Yeah, yeah so he's been in multiple of these movies, and I probably should have wrote down, but I think I was picking out some of the people who have actually been in the movies more than, or at least three times or more, and so those that's why he's on my list. But I think we got things covered here. And so, you have anything else on the trailers? No, I I don't actually. I say let's call it good, and perhaps we'll return with another bonus episode if or when a new trailer is released as the movie gets ready to come out to theaters. So with that, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 18 of The Curse of the Black Pearl on the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Until then, let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum. for joining us on Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. If you like the show, then leave us a review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it, matey. You can contact us at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. We just might feature your questions and comments on future episodes. Visit us online at blackpearlminute.com. You can also find us on facebook.com slash pirates of the Caribbean Minute, twitter.com slash blackpearlmen, and on soundcloud.com slash pirates of the Caribbean where we post additional content, have episode discussions, and share our favorite show clips. Now see you next time, scallywags.